to the NOSA Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week, we'll be talking about the Royal Rumble, what we thought of it, the highs, the lows, the positive parts of it, because I was on Team Positive for one, Corey. Yep. So, I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Mr. Positive himself, the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Hey, we'll see how that positivity lasts as we discuss the... (laughs) Road to WrestleMania. No sales, living legend. Mark hey. <laughs> What's happening, Marks? <laughs> that reminds me. I was watching the first night of New Beginning from New Japan. The American commentary was Kevin Kelly and El Fantasmo. And El Fantasmo starts the show by going, Kevin Kelly's like, say hello. He's like, what's up, you fat, smelly Marks? And it just went from there. He, he was, he said some of the shit. All right. I couldn't believe some of the shit he said on that show. <clears throat> Royal Rumble was past Sunday. I had my, I had extra high hopes, and then once it, yeah, Corey went in the right way. He had no hopes. Oh, I had none. Corey had no hopes. I had no hopes until I put myself in a raffle for an AEW belt, and when. I had my shot, then the raffle went this way. You pick your number, and then if whatever number you pick, that's your seed. So whoever I picked, so I picked ten. One and two were available at the time, but I didn't think, I in my wrestling mind, it went, okay, uh, one's Edge now, it was Randy, two was Randy, it's supposed to be Edge. Randy was going to eliminate Edge. Fiend was going to eliminate uh, Orton. So that's like, okay. Honestly, you ran a number 10. And it turned out to be Big E. And Big E, I believe, was in like the top three in the favored list of like... I think, Corey, was it uh, like Brian and somehow like Cesaro? No, Cesaro didn't Cesaro, 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 Cesaro was had it. no odds. Okay, it was, like, it was like Brian. But Hogan did. Brian was like one... I think Biggie was in at least the top three, if not top five. And then AJ Styles' body got o- o- almost, 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 almost. I almost got it as he uh, pulled Biggie out. So I was pretty defeated after the Rumble. So let's talk about this Rumble, shall we? And let's start off with the uh, first question What did you guys think? Overall, we'll break it down in a minute, but overall, what did you guys think of the show? It was a good show. Uh, it was really entertaining to watch. Um, <clears throat> there weren't really any bad parts of the show. There were nothing that was like off the charts great, but it was a very, very good, very enjoyable pay-per-view to watch. Yes. That's positive view for you. That's right. Um, yeah, I agree. It was entertaining for it was. It was more. It was a more entertaining show than they have been doing with no fans. And there are points in the in the show that you can actually go off and say like, you know what? You don't notice that there's no fans there in parts of the show. For a show that I was really concerned about having a lack of fans at, it didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So the uh, first pre-show match of the night was Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defeating Oscar and Charlotte Flair for the women's tag team championship. The match went ten thirty. What did you guys think? All right, I gave it two and a quarter. It never really got going um, to me. <clears throat> it probably doesn't help. I'm so checked out on anything Charlotte Flair. Um, but I mean, it was a good match. I didn't kill anybody, so there's positivity right yeah, there. Yeah, she tried, but she, you know, didn't work. I will say that uh, they showed, for some reason, the highlight of that powerbomb chokeslam. Oh, so yeah. I got to see it. I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, I... She's so dangerous. I was thrown off of the match for a little bit because of... So before the match, Asuka and Charlotte cut a promo, and then Asuka leaves, but then they put... The camera stays on Charlotte, and Charlotte does that evil, like, grins, like, just stare off into the camera type thing. Like, are they planning on something here with, here with Charlotte? Maybe turning on Asuka because reality, the tag belts here are just her is another stepping stone for Charlotte to get to Asuka. But that never played off at all. I'm so... I bet it will, though. I bet it's probably those two at Mania. Because Charlotte will have to have her moment in the sun. Um, it's contractually obligated at this point. Uh, but she's got to get that win back after she snapped Asuka's streak at 34, remember? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, Asuka... Uh, Charlotte is, is deserving of that uh, uh, rematch. Uh, the match was okay for me. Just you know, I am checked out. You you, you know of Charlotte and Denia Vax. Yeah, I'm done. So let's start the uh, pay per view off with the WWE Championship match of Drew McIntyre defeating Goldberg. Uh, two minutes and thirty two seconds. Felt longer. That was the first match. Yeah, first match. Uh, I. Me and uh, Corey got scared for one moment because Booble called out the play-by-play of uh, uh, well, it was the you kick out of the Claymore, Claymore kick, spear, kick out, jackhammer. spear, jackhammer, and it happened. I'm like, oh, we're like, fuck! But Drew kicked out Claymore. Drew retains. I enjoyed it for the two and a half. It was what it was supposed to be. Exactly. I gave it a flat three in the end. Uh, super quick, super uh, physical, real quick power moves from both. It did what it needed to do. It didn't overstay its welcome and solidified Drew further. I really don't know what they're going to do with Drew moving forward, but we'll talk about that later. How many times? I mean, the answer, it's already done, but can they keep going back to this well? With Goldberg especially. He is so, like, when he was in his physical prime, he was limited in the ring. Now it's like he literally can only do a spear and sort of jackhammer. He can't do anything. So at some point, these wins aren't going to matter for whoever beats him. You're right. It's and So if the other option is him beating people, that really doesn't help. So I don't... And at this point, they don't have any other quote-unquote legends they can pull off the bench to do this with. So I don't... 
I don't know but, what their plan is going. Look, forward. it's not Vince's fault. There's no new stars this in the last twenty years, and he has to keep going back to the Attitude Era dudes. <laughs> nope, not his fault. Not his fault at all. Not at he's all. dealt a bad hand, and he's making the best of it. You know, you hate to see it. Uh, the next match of the night was the SmackDown Women's Championship as Sasha Banks defeats Carmella for a, a third or fourth straight time in 10 minutes and 25 seconds. As good as this match was at um, whatever the fuck their December pay-per-view is. Hell in a Cell? Sure. Um, hmm. It wasn't as good here. Two and a half stars. Um, still fun. Sasha is on fire. I'm really looking forward to her in Mania season. Um, hopefully. It was because TLC, by the way. Okay, cool. Because, I don't know. Lost my train of thought. I'm over Carmella. I just, I've, I don't, I I don't know. Never, I was never under Carmella. To me, this match was okay. The, the thing was, it this whole storyline for Carmella and Banks rivalry has been shit since Jump Street because of the fact that Carmella come back, okay, she's the number one contender. However, their pay-per-view match is I I think they let's say TLC. However, what they do is they make the match happen on the Friday, on Friday Night Smackdown, before TLC. So you have Carmella who's on Friday, then you have Carmella who's on Sunday, and then the following weeks, it's just Carmella getting but then she did. Well, she disappeared from TV for three weeks. Oh. And then when she came back, she punked out Sasha. And how lazy they are with creative, that in their eyes makes her warmed up again and ready to go. Yeah. Th- that. That's all. The- but <laughs> character change, bro. I, the match was okay, but it was, I think the last match was better. No, no, this was with the character change. No, she just took three weeks off. Yeah, she just took she three just weeks off. She just came back and talked shit about Sasha, and all of a sudden that was a, you know, oh, she's red hot again. <laughs> she <laughs> talked shit. Yep. yep. Oh, fuck. So let's move on. Let's go to the women's Royal Rumble. As Bianca Belair wins the Rumble. eliminated by me. As she eliminated Rhea Ripley. Corey's least favorite wrestler now. Yeah, fuck her. Why I is am that? off that train. Why is that? She fucked the night over for my girl. Look, we're having a rough patch right now. I'm not going to lie. You don't like blood coming from we're, her or black stuff coming from her I mean, now? in the right circumstance, I'm not going to say I'm against it. It's just, you know, the right time and right place, all right? See Survivor Series L2. What happens? Yeah, what happens <laughs> behind closed doors is whatever. Let's just say I'm not agreeing with her career choices lately, mm-hmm. but she's still my girl. <laughs> no. And she was supposed to win because uh, I wanted her to. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even last a minute because of that gigantic um, fucking tree. Uh, Goddamn, what's it, her face? And and it, uh, Bliss came in at 27 and lasted a minute oh two. That's why I say, man, she didn't even. Ah, it's fucked up. In defense of uh, Rhea, uh, Alexa should have been standing there. So I don't know if they. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's that character shit. She's too into the mumbo-jumbo, ooby-gooby-yowie-mowie bullshit. And, you know, she's, uh, she's a cosplayer. And it, it fucking pisses me off. 
She needs to get back to Little Miss Bliss. That's a different topic for a different day. <laughs> One I will have to discuss with her. But as of now, fuck Rhea Ripley. She's <laughs> dead to me. Hey, hey, can, you hey, know what? The best thing that happened last year? Charlotte punking her out. Hear me out. Charlotte uh, should have won a million. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. All this leads to Braun giving her hands. She just went through a traumatic effect of getting those hands. Why are you going to bring that into it? Because it made her go down that rabbit hole. I mean, fuck, man. That's what she did yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what? No, Rhea's not getting those hands. I'm, I'm She's not a little bitch. Yeah. I'm so glad that Rhea was... Um, <laughs> that they saw at the end of the day that Charlotte was by far the more superior athlete. <laughs> And needed to shove her a shorter lesson. Those hard knocks, you know. I don't think she's learned them yet. I think she needs another year or two of the so hard send, knocks. Send her back down NXT. Yeah, NXT UK. Okay. She's a former NXT UK champ. Yeah. Send her back there. <laughs> get, her back. Out of, get her out of Corey's country. This is all, this is or, all blasphemy. I don't stand for this. Or impact. Just saying. Get her out of Corey's country. Yes. Got it. Yep, yep. Don't need her. It's really weird that Alexa's is bringing down... Bray Wyatt. He was so much better without her, and then she's just really lowering what Bray Wyatt is as a character. I mean, that just makes it's you really sound unfortunate. Like, that just makes you sound like an idiot. I don't mind that. Go ahead. <laughs> you can spit that nonsense all day. So Bianca Belair oh, wins. She was the longest woman in the match with fifty six minutes and fifty two seconds. Nope. <laughs> Same as last year. I'm torn about that though. She had four eliminations. Um, we had some wild cards show up for this match as uh, well, one is Santana Garrett. And we believe that's the Mia Yim oh, slash had to have been. Reckoning. Nope. Uh, she uh, announced that morning. I that believe she, Corey said you couldn't find her with a search party. Down in NXT. <laughs> uh, Alicia Fox. Yeah, mm. uh, Tamina. Why are you not talking about the ones that matter? I'm getting there. Okay, motherfucker. I'm a little surly after the Alexa right? stuff. All right? <laughs> I'm getting you got me on edge. I'm getting yeah, get to the better version of Alexa. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, uh, Tamina. There's um, <laughs> Uh, we also had a uh, Jillian Hall sighting. That that is not the better I was talking. I, about. I'm getting to the from worst to best. All right, all right. One uh, Victoria. There it is. Yes. And um, a worker, Tori Wilson. Oh my God. <sighs> Corey, would you like to re-educate mm-hmm. the sheep? Who are WWE fans about uh, the early 2000s women's division? Oh, you and mean the revisionist the... history that has been taking place? Yes, I would love to. Thank you for bringing that up, Mike. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like you are a scholar and a gentleman, uh, mm-hmm. with the exception of your trash ass Alexa Bray Wyatt take. Uh, yes, you are correct. Oh, it's Trish and Lita carried everything. Yep. Trish and Lita are responsible. For the original building blocks mm-hmm. of the women's evolution that has now sprung forth and got a couple flat tires. Yep. Uh, wrong. I'm, I, I'm not going to downplay Lita. Very important part. I will, however, say more important on the outside of the ring. Yeah. As, and I hate to say this, as eye candy for the Hardys and Edge. Yep. That's where she's remembered, not for in ring. That's Trish and Victoria. Mm-hmm. Victoria laid those, and and they were good foundations. I, we just watched their no disqualification match at Survivor Series 02 for the women's title. Mm-hmm. Fucking 02 excellent. Or 03. 02. 02. Yeah. A fucking excellent. Fucking fucking great match. Fucking great match. Everybody forgets it's it's Victoria, not Lita. No downplay to Lita. 
important in her own right. Victoria is so overlooked in the history yep. of this company. So Absolutely. I'm awesome she got a run here, but like, she does not get the respect she deserves. No. Nope. And Tori's just, Jesus. I mean, it's not, it's not fair. Uh, 46, what did 45. you say? 45. 45, I hate you. Sorry, I got it a year too. Not that it would matter. It would matter at yeah. all. Uh, 56, she'll look she fantastic. She's like a fine wine. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. Oh, my God, fantastic. Uh, what do you give the... I gotta also bring up... Liv Morgan's Xtina gear. Her Xtina, her dirty Christina. Yeah. Which uh, I believe uh, the producer figured out right after she was limited. She was like, oh. <laughs> also, broke the internet. Yeah. Oh, my Twitter feed. I, w- I went home. I'm like, I'll just check Twitter. Non stop Liv Morgan tweets, appreciation tweets. Well, maybe, maybe you know why that happened, right? Is he went to search and <laughs> typed in Liv Morgan and said latest, and then that was his feed for us the night. I'm not stupid. I don't know how Twitter works. <laughs> I gave it three and a half. Uh, like I said, it's probably the worst of the women's Rumble matches so far, but that's it's still a really good Rumble. Nice surprises, particularly Victoria. Outstanding performance by Belair. Fun, spirited ending that was a callback to earlier history at NXT with the, the three finalists. Um, I could do without Charlotte Flair making it all about herself again after she got eliminated and doing the goddamn Joker laugh like she's going to blow up the arena now. Costa do the fucking Naomi spot every uh, fucking year. <sighs> Jesus. Well, and it's always African-American performers. Mm. Are we going br- to bring up? Uh, Bel Air Speedies. Uh, yeah, she pulled a Rock 2000. Yeah, yeah, those supposed to not hit, but hit. And just like Which yeah. I believe I called in the moment, I was like, mm, I'm pretty sure her feet touched. But they, <laughs> they made the right call just like in 2000 when the Rock clearly gets eliminated. Yeah, um, don't show that's it. not what we were supposed to do, so it didn't happen. Yeah, let's move forward. There was six uh, NXT people in this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the Wikipedia has it, freelancers, uh, that's three of Hall, Victoria, and Fox, and one Hall of Famer of Victoria Wilson. Hall of Famer? Yeah. Here she is. Who should be a Hall of Famer? Victoria? Victoria. Victoria. No. Damn. I, I, my joke is this is probably their first speaking terms in, with w, her and the WD in Damn, years. Damn, man, really? For some reason, yeah. Uh, okay, so. Damn. She's been persona non grata because she asked for her release because she didn't like the way she was being used in 2009 because mm-hmm. she wasn't being used at all. <laughs> at all. So she asked for her release and they gave it to her. And then she went to TNA. Didn't do anything wrong. Didn't like... She, it's not like she... Gail Kim didn't just... Just... Left r- the ring during a match. out of the ring yeah. and left. She didn't do that. She even... She even worked the WrestleMania 25 Women's Battle Royal after being released. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll still perform. You know, she did her job. They paired her with Candice Michelle and mm-hmm. Tori Wilson. Yeah. Jesus, that's a three. Oh, you have no idea. God. Well, <laughs> it, help, it, help, it helped the men when they kissed before the... Uh, yeah, before, and they would kiss. And like, the interns. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but she went to have a pretty good run in DNA because yeah. she was still good. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they just never brought her back for any of that shit because they were like pissy at her for wanting to leave and do good. Um, you want to be used? This is imagine a business. her with like matches with Becky and Sasha. Right? Oh, right. Bailey. Oh, my God, Let's, man. Uh, I, since we're still on the women's, I'm going to play a game here. Okay. I told you who had the longest uh, time in yep. the Rumble. Who had the shortest? It wasn't Alexa. It was... Uh, was it Peyton? 
You can say Peyton. Mr. Dadavis? Want to take your shot? I didn't pay attention enough to. I was going to say probably Peyton. Uh, I seem to remember her not lasting. Peyton went 13 minutes and 40 seconds. Well, I was wrong. So, um, so Alexa? No, Alexa went 102. Carmella with 47 seconds. I hate when they bring the challenger who lost back into the rubble. They had other. They had at least one other woman back there. Oh yeah, Candice LeRae and uh, Casey. Uh, you can't put Candice LeRae in the rumble. They yeah. were they were in the women's photo after the uh, awesome. Uh, Ruby Riot had the uh, like dusty sucks eggs shirt, but it's a like right red girl girl. Also, uh, I thought Bailey looked really good in this match. Bailey, yeah. Oh, she's yeah as usual. She came out number one and went twenty nine minutes. Who had the most eliminations? Last year was Bianca, so I don't think it was her this year. With eight. Rhea? Did you say Rhea? Or Charlotte, one of those two. It was Charlotte. Charlotte and... Rhea. Uh, Rhea, with seven. Uh, Charlotte Only had... one matted, though. He likes the elimination. It's one that really counted. Yep. Uh, Charlotte had a whopping uh, one. Damn, really? One elimination. Damn. The it, the eliminations went seven for Rhea, six for Shayna, four for Bianca, and four for Nia, and that's like I know they don't. see Everybody Sh- else went one. I know they don't see Shayna as a big deal, which is stupid. But they should because she's forty, and there's not is a lot. Forty? Yeah, she's my age, and she doesn't have a lot of time left. So they need to capitalize on. They do have something there, and they're going to waste it completely. Instead of getting a year or two out of it. Her and Rhea should be in a main event at WrestleMania. Or, you know, a high-profile yeah. match at WrestleMania. That's no, like a physical match that should so happen. So, with, with Bianca winning, the rumors is there's going to be Bianca and Sasha at Mania. They're still undecided. That's the match. But that's obviously the match. That's the match. And then Charlotte and Asuka. That's, that's oh, the match. Those... Hold on, hold on. I just thought of something. Who's getting all the pub this year? Bianca. Yep. Who got all the pub last year? Rhea. What did Charlotte end up doing last year? Yep. Beating Rhea. So Charlotte beats the... You can have Charlotte beat Asuka on Raw or the pay-per-view beforehand and have Bianca pick Charlotte. Yep. So that it's Bianca and Charlotte because that's the main event match that she wants. And then she could do what she did to Asuka at 34 Mm -hmm. and Rhea last year. Don't put that voodoo on us, Ricky Bobby. I'm already planning it. Damn you. Because I said they're nuts if it's not Sasha, Bianca, didn't I? Like four months ago. They're nuts. They should do that. That's the match. Which means it'll be... They will not. Sasha and somebody else against Asuka and somebody else in a bullshit tag match that won't matter. Probably in the pre-show. Well, there's a chance it could end up being Sasha and Rhea. Because they haven't announced what brand Rhea's going to yet. It looks like Priest, unfortunately, is stuck on Raw. Mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping Rhea, Rhea would go to SmackDown. Smackdown. It's really what it feels like. Only go. because it seems like everybody who gets brought up is automatically on Raw. Just yep. Not even a thought put in place. Yep. As it's been... Forever. Yeah. Forever. Forever. So you need somebody on you you need some new blood on SmackDown. They well Well they do have blood on SmackDown. That blood is one Roman Reigns. As the next match was a last man standing for the Universal Championship as Roman Reigns defeats Kevin Owens in twenty four minutes and fifty four seconds. And twenty four minutes and forty four seconds of that was very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna blame Heyman completely. Yeah. That's an awkward angle. Yeah. And he's got to get down on all, like, fucking on his belly, and our Roman's arm is twisted backwards, and he's trying to... It's tough. It, it, Shit it, happens. It, it was a, it, it, yes. It, uh, Owen's handcuffs, which is a smart play, handcuffs 
uh, Roman to a state as uh, part of the stage. However, uh, the ten counts happening, so Roman knocks the ref out by throwing him into the into the stage. Heyman comes with the keys, but uh, Owens p- locked it up the wrong way, so the where the key goes is on the opposite side, and they couldn't get to so, it. So I don't know if I missed this. Who had the cuffs initially? Did Roman have Roman? The- had Roman. Because I was like, why does Paul have the keys? So yeah, that Roman, had Roman had it, and then Owens okay. got so, the upper hand. Don't worry, it'll be edited out for DVD release. <laughs> On the it'd, it'd, it'd be like Batista's uh, trip. He made sure to do it again so they can edit it on the uh, cut DVD to him um, perfectly going in. A really good match. Kevin Owens is now officially Mick Foley when it comes to the big time matches. He'll do those spots. And that's just, like, just like, what are you doing, man? What are you yeah. doing? He gets thrown off like the third level of the fans into tables. He gets run over. <laughs> High A cards. And, you know, it's funny because the AEW guys posted the Sammy Guevara stuff. And I like Dodie on Fox. It's like Roman did what Kane tried to do at, like, Mania. Mania. And, like, Kane, like, Kurt, like hits Raven's ankle or something. Raven flies. Well, he also did that senton onto the paint table in the back. Yep. Yeah, with nuts. Nuts. Uh-huh. I enjoyed this match. But the one moment of, like, a minute or half or so of them trying to get Roman unhandcuffed and then like they pan to Owens as he's just like trying to look like he's struggling to get up but he's just standing there like with his head down in his head like uh yeah there's no real way to save it once it's going wrong you just kind of have to get to it that's why I went three and a quarter at the end like it's it was a great match and if if it, if that stall yeah. didn't happen, probably a four. Yeah, it'd be at least three and three quarters. Yeah, like because it really it didn't just suck the life; it sucked the life out of that match. Um, but it happens. No one's perfect all the time. It's. I'm interested to see what they do with Owens now because this is over. Yeah. They got two pay per views out of it. Three. Uh, what brand is Sammy TLC. on? He, he did three because they, um. Oh, no. Oh, wait. They did two pay-per-views. However, they did multiple matches on yeah. SmackDown. Yeah. Okay. yeah. What do you say, Booble? What brand is Sammy on? SmackDown. Smackdown. Well, there you go, then. Yeah, unfortunately. There it is. It's been a couple years since that happened, so. That's new and fresh. Probably old Sammy Kevin. God damn it. Sure, it'll be good, but, you know. All right. He deserves more. He deserves. You know what he deserves? I never thought I'd say this because it sounds like a demotion, but it's worked for Finn. Owens deserves to go back to NXT. And get that long established run. Yeah, he was supposed to. To get the run Balor's getting. Yeah. The dude on the show. Because he's proven to be. He's outperformed. Because he wasn't there long, right? No. It was real no. short. They brought him in and he won the NXT title within two months and then he was on Raw three months later. It's still champ. Yeah. Like he was rocket shipped. Because he outperformed what I thought he would do in WWE. And I was a huge Kevin Steele. We Steve had fan. that same discussion. Yeah. Because I, I looked at you one day, I was like. There's no chance this shit works in WWE. There's no fucking chance he goes there. He can't do this. Nope. And but they they did it. He lost enough weight to make it look palatable, and he mm-hmm. toned down the character enough. He still has the biting, like the, you, the you still get, ring is still there. The in ring never left. In fact, he got a little more refined. Yeah. And you still every once in a while feel a little uneasy when he's got a live mic. Because yeah. anything can happen. As you should. Yeah. But it's a toned-down Kevin Steen, but it's worked remarkably well for WWE. He did what Rob Van Dam, I feel, was never able to do, which is 
they both were very much square pegs put in a round hole. Yeah. But Kevin Owens figured out a way to make it work. RVD, I felt, never did. He was just always that square so peg. So I think it's because partly uh, Kevin Owens has a family. And so he knows this is the place I can make the absolute most money um, and take care of my family. Where RVD didn't have that concern. Who thought he'd become a Vince McMahon guy? Weird, right? Like, that's the weird... That's the weirdest part. Because I feel like he's probably one of those Vince McMahon guys who he tells Vince, Vince, that's a stupid fucking idea. I'm not doing that shit. Like, you get one run with Cena, maybe. Yeah. Because he was a Triple H guy when he signed. Yeah. But Vince doesn't keep putting you in these big-time world title feud on major shows unless he likes you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's even after the whole WrestleMania debacle and all that. Who thought that would happen? Fuck. Great match, though. And so far, I wonder what they do with Roman next. Because... We need clear decision. We'll talk about it later, but I yeah. just like, what's next for yep. Roman? What is next, actually, is the main event to the Royal Rumble. The Men's Royal Rumble as Edge wins the, Hall of the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. at an hour and 32 seconds. He was number one. He went from all the way. However, the funny thing is, the night before on SmackDown, on the talking smack or backstage, they announced that Randy was one, Edge was two, and then at the Rumble, they like, no, we, had, we found out last night, this, this, and then Edge's music hits, and the commentary's like, I guess he didn't want to wait to be number two, so he's now number one. But Edge goes the distance. What do you guys think of Edge, the Hall of Famer, the 50-year-old? 47. 47. Winning the Royal Rumble 10 years late. I think one... Uh, first of all, he won it to the day, 11 years to the 11 day. 11 years to the day from his last win. Mm-hmm. And I think they did the number one for two reasons. One, because he needed the way they started the Rumble, he got out of the ring to attack Randy on the way up. You can't do that when you're coming down and Randy's in the ring. He's yep. the heel, he's not going to come attack yeah. you. But also, number two, I have no doubt it's because now they can also do the whole two people of Vino did number one and one again. Yeah. Well, they do. It's Sean and Stevie. Well, they don't count that. Uh, so it's poor Richard. Sorry, poor Stevie. And it was really good. I'm not going to lie. It was a really good rumble. I gave it three and a half, same as the women's. They're not all-time great rumbles, but they were really good. Mm-hmm. They were entertaining. They kept you entertained for the hour-long match. Edge starting at one and winning somehow works for me. It shouldn't. I'm all about the new people. But I oddly don't have a problem with him being the guy this year. Christian returning is great. Oh. The Orton injury angle was lame and telegraphed the end. Is yep. what I put. Yep. I hated that. Um, this was the oldest rumble in history. Um, I remember you saying Beating that. last year's as the oldest in history. Uh, 16 of the 30 men were over 40. That's crazy, Over dude. half of the roster. Only two were in their 20s. That is crazy. Dominic Mysterio and Otis. And Dominic's like 19, 20. 23. 23. That is nuts. So, I mean... They need some youth. Oh, boy. Even uh, the guys they signed from the Indies that they're finally bringing up. Damian Priest is like 38. Ricochet is like 33. I mean, Keith Lee, 34 or something like that. No. It's like they need youth badly. Um, they, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yes, Edge wins. Uh, Randy Orton makes history for the Rumble for being injured. That he went the full hour and 32 seconds as long with Edge 
but never eliminates anyone. So he has gone the longest in a rumble without eliminating anyone. It's such a bullshit thing that they do with him. Yeah. Uh, however, we do have some freelancers to show up. Uh, one, as Corey just said, Christian. Oh, this room up. popped when we heard the Christian, Christian. music, too. I um, love that music. We popped oh. for that. In we, for a part-time run. Yep, and he's back for a part-time run. So I'm so down for that. Uh, Hurricane Helms showing up, and then they're redoing the uh, Austin Triple H double choke slam with Absolutely. Lashley and, uh, and Biggie. Biggie. Kane? That's the one I don't get. Why? He came out at 18, because I believe this was his 18th. It is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Whatever. And uh, this guy was cool, as it was Carlito. As who's a he's a producer? Well, he's getting agent. A th- he's getting a three week trial run. Is what is being said. A three week trial run to be a producer in the back. MVP got him the gig. He really vouched for him, and then Triple H made the decision to yeah try it. So we'll see what happens. But he it worked back. well for MVP last year. He yep. came back jacked. Yeah, clean right. As people saw on Twitter, I saw on Twitter, they were like, "I need more apples." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, son. <laughs> uh, Christian looked great, too. Um, I don't know what to... First of all, I I don't like both Edge and Bianca going so long to win. I think it negates one of them. One, three? Yeah. Like one and, and like, the number three for like, her. They both had to be Iron Men to win. Like mm-hmm. I, If you were going to have Edge go one and win, I would have had Bianca come in at like 13 or something. Yeah. Still impressive, still good, just not... The same fucking story. Well, it, in my, and the joke is because I watched the '92 Flair winning at three. So you're yep. doing the one to going the distance with one for Edge, and then you have the Ric Flair one of Bianca going at three. What makes a good story? What makes a good show though? Varying up your stuff. If you're doing the same storyline in both Rumbles, what's the point? Well, and then last year Bianca was the Iron Woman. Yeah. so it's two years in a row now. They're getting, they use the diesel push and the person coming in early to win too much in the Rumbles as a crutch, just way too much. Get creative, do something different. Like Brock last year. Yeah, that was incredibly Fantastic creative. Fantastic way to, Cause, to book a Rumble. Because, Corey, the day of the Rumble, you came in there, you came in to, into the room and you were like, I rewatched last year's Rumble and it's fantastic because of the storytelling. I did. Yeah, I watched it for the first time since last year when it happened live and loved it. Loved it. I put it up there with 92 and 04 as the best booked, best executed rumbles in history. I stand by that. Uh, good old JR texted me when I was getting food yeah. for everyone. And he's he's like, he watched last year's too. And he was, goddamn, if Brock, when, when Brock is on. Yep, he's, he's on. He's an all-timer. So, as I said, Randy and Edge went the distance, uh, one hour and 32 seconds. Who went the shortest? I have no idea. I don't remember. Kane yeah. didn't last too long. So, Kane and... I, I couldn't even have a guess. Uh, vacant. Uh, Hurricane Helms. Okay, yeah. 30 seconds. However, a current day roster went... Um, where'd it go? 53 seconds. Otis. <laughs> yeah. Who had the most eliminations? Uh, Edge. Couldn't even tell you this year. Priest, I don't know. Edge had three. Priest had four. 
However, um, Big E had four, and Seth Rollins had four, and they're returning oh. Braun Strowman had four. Yeah, Seth and Braun, that's what we needed in the normal. Trash. Good lord. See that shoot curb stomp to real though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no heat there. No. Fucking almost, man. I had the AEW title in my gris, in my grasp. That's, uh, that's one thing I hate that they do, that people that aren't in the match can get eliminations. I know. I really hate that trope. Like, he, he shouldn't have been eliminated. Thank you. Thank you. I super hate it. I think, honestly, I think it goes back to dude pulling Sid over, but... It's a guy... It was he a, helped. Flair helped uh, pull him over, but... It was a really good show. Uh, I went in with no expectations. Mm-hmm. The first time in uh, possibly forever, because I, I've started watching before it was an actual pay-per-view. So probably the first time in 32 years that I didn't look forward to a rumble. Yeah. No matter what, at my lowest, I always get up for the rumble. But this year, I wasn't at all. I, I, but I ended up thoroughly enjoying it. Um, I, I agree with you. Uh, going into this pay-per-view, um, uh, rumble, as I was saying last week on last week's show, the rumble is... In some people's eyes, their number one to WrestleMania is their favorite one of the year. So one, two, depending on who you talk to. And for me, going into this year, it's just like the fake crowds, again, Thunderdome. I wasn't hyped for it. But it's one of those things that WWE does this to us. That when you go into the pay-per-view going, it's going to be a crap pay-per-view. And then at the end you go, you know what? It wasn't it wasn't an all timer, but you know what? It was actually entertaining for that two and a half hours, three hour show. It entertained me, and that's the purpose of what they want to do. So it entertained me for the three hours, and it has me a little hyped. And we'll see where the road takes us because we're on the road to WrestleMania. I will say this, Joe. I didn't say this to you. I said this to Mike yesterday when you were doing something, picking up Zen, probably. And it was that even though I liked the Rumble completely, enjoyed it, uh, nothing to nitpick about, even though that was the case, I didn't even consider watching Raw or having, I didn't even think about it. Nope. Like the, like, which kind of concerns me. Are they so far gone with me now that after a show that I thoroughly fucking enjoyed, I had no interest whatsoever in seeing what the follow-up was the next night? Didn't even consider it. That's what a lot of people... I, I did see that the ratings did go up just a little bit for for the night after. I was trying to stay on top of what happened on Raw. Uh, Edge and Randy faced off again. Yep. However, one Miss Bliss uh, interrupts with bl- uh, black ooze coming from her mouth. Uh, she has a with me. she has a match with Bliss has a match with Nikki Cross, and during the match, Nikki uh, Bliss transforms into herself and then back into you know craziness. I think that's part of the problem. What you just said there, yeah. The night after the show, but it's it's just back to two fucking matches they've done a billion times. Yep, nothing changed. There's nothing new about it. Why bother sh- tuning in? Oh, it's just going to be Randy and Edge again. We'll get fucking... Remember last... What was it? When I was still watching, it was fucking... 
uh, Cedric and Ricochet against the Hurt Business, like fucking eight weeks in a row. Um, like, it's nothing been, changes. There was something since October. The like the Elias and Jeff Hardy have had eight matches since October. It's like in a shape or form. That's terrible. That's not a feud. The Warrens eight matches on TV. Like I don't want to see it. No, just no. And that's part of the problem. It's, they have more people under contract than they've ever had, but yet they and don't. Less people on TV than yeah, ever. Less people than ever, and they just do the same things over and over again. It boggles the mind. Like, why not have Edge and Jeff Hardy? There was more, yeah. There was more interesting um, new shit in 95 when they had a roster of 28 people. It was Jeff and Carlito versus Riker and Elias. So Team 2006 so against Jeff the, and Elias uh, in a match. Since Kofi is still hurt, in a way, you got Xavier's going through the retribution. Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about the New Day's tights. Oh, yeah, New Day's tights, a tribute to Brody Lee. Also, yeah, and they were fucking magnificent, but also, now after the, after the event, they're auctioning off those tights with all the money going to his favorite uh, charity in Rochester, New York. Nice. Yeah. Um, but, cool, uh... Man. I didn't know him and Big E were as tight as they were. I didn't either. But, like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Best friends. Um, they do the spot, you know, they posted online of when Cena arrives and Taker gives him the, the handshake... And uh, this time is Edge giving Priest the handshake, the vet rub. Um, with, Drew, with Drew retaining, it looks like they're going to go on with Sheamus. And I kind of like what they're doing. Why Sheamus is going after Drew is because he, he's getting sick and tired of being known as Drew's friend. Makes sense. Yeah, Sheamus. he's a champion, damn it. Sheamus is better as a heel. It's going to be a really fun physical match. I got no problem with that. Sign that feud up. Let it go a couple matches. Not eight, but a couple. Uh, I, my question is, what do they do with Edge for WrestleMania? On the surface, as they stand now, neither champion makes sense. Unless Edge turns heel for Drew. You can it's have him go over to SmackDown, but it's... Sort of doesn't make sense with Roman. It doesn't make sense with Roman at all, but it makes no sense with Drew either. No, but I think you could... I don't know what the path is. I think you could create a path to get him there. It doesn't make. I can't even comprehend a match with Roman. That is, I don't even know what that would do. Um, I will say Edge is making the rounds this week, as he will be on NXT. I try to get that rating up for the few weeks left, and then he will be on SmackDown as well. <laughs> so, te- so he's teasing the Heat Kid pick yeah, either the belt, yeah. which is smart. Which is the smart thing for them it, to do. It's you like know, him and Balor. NXT. It was an interesting swerve for that. Him and Balor would be a lot of fun. That's that's interesting, right? Uh, he'd work with his wife, but I'm, I'm pretty sure they didn't have him come back to go to NXT. But you never know. But he's done everything else in the main roster. He's made them into WrestleMania already. He wants to push people. How interesting would it be? So it's got to be Drew, and he's got to put him over. So that's why Drew, I think, makes sense. But I, I kind of like the Balor idea more. Good old, good old Jr. loves the idea of Edge comes back, and he, 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 good old Jr. Uh, questions the edge winning, but everybody else on the internet does too. Who but he, win? but yeah, but he I goes because like it, it was out of nowhere. That's why I liked it. He goes if he goes down to NXT and face Balor, he's all for it. There was that's supposed a, to be, there was match. supposed to be an NXT title match on Mania this past year. 
That's so, an intriguing I mean, little angle I, there. I like the, I like, and people are like, oh, he's going on every show. I like that because back in the day with the ECW, all three champs would be on the show and then Undertaker would look at each one and then he'll point out, okay, I'm taking it. Yeah. This is just a different way for him to go, all right, well, if you're all not going on the same show, I'll go to you and then. There's nothing wrong with the Royal Rumble winner showing up everywhere and, until they make their choice. Mm-hmm. Now. Just smart. Baller working with somebody with neck issues is problematic, but you know. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I heard a, a fan rumor, a, a fan theory that while would be kind of cool, hope it's not what they do. And it's just a fan theory. This is not a ooh, it might happen. This is a fan going, man, what if they have him go against Drew at Mania? And Christian actually ends up screwing Edge because he's jealous. And then it's an Edge and Christian feud. I don't like it. Which I'm like, I mean, the matches would be good, but I mean, they just had him do this with Randy. I would rather, if they're going to do anything with Christian, I'd rather them be a tag team. I like uh, M- uh, Mustafa Ali. The well, welcome, plus, to the, well, welcome to the senior tour now. Plus that, don't discount that. I'm not. No, I'm just saying to people. The two people don't do it, Joe. The two people who listen to this fucking yeah. thing. Don't discount that because... They usually don't do those things for no reason. Yeah. And Edge, that Ali is one of the first people he named is who he wants to build. It could be Ali that screws him at Mania. I'm, and, and we're saying screws is and he. There's no chance of him winning. There's absolutely a chance of him winning a world title at WrestleMania. For I sure. hope it doesn't happen, but there is absolutely a chance it happens. In fact, Smart Money probably says he does. And he beats Drew. I hope not. One. It's, I love the comeback. It doesn't need a world title. It just doesn't. Especially because in this company, it would be he'll beat Drew and Drew will beat him next month. Yeah. What the fuck was the point of taking the belt it, off? It, of it him? does no good. But yeah, an established edge uh, as a victory for Drew at Mania Take him to the does limit. a lot. Take him to the limit. Yes. It does more than the big show victory does. Yep. Um, um, it does a lot. I, I, I don't know if you saw, Corey, but I did love this. So with... Kofi being out, Woods has been going taking on every member of Retribution. Mm-hmm. So in talking Raw yesterday, after he oh, beat yeah. Ali, uh, Ali, he just gets on the mic and is just, I want reckoning! God damn it, Pierce, if you're not a coward, you're going to book this match with me versus her. Because I you, want her. Because you booked Sasha versus the Mon... Mon Reginald. Yeah, whatever the fuck that thing they call it. Somalia. Uh, a couple weeks ago. But that was a joke. I just like the fact that he's like, well, if I'm going through all the members, I'll go through all the members. I don't like it. I don't want to see man versus woman on WWE. I just don't. It was one thing in the Attitude Era, but now, it just to me, it doesn't do anything. Um, it doesn't make him look good if he beats her. It doesn't help her if she beats him because it would be about shenanigans and shit. Like, yep. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Hmm. So, guys, we're on the road to WrestleMania. We're in the month of February now, and uh, so far, no pay-per-view announced. Well, yes, you're right. However, they're they're doing their typical WWE uh, semantics. Kind of like last year, they're calling the TakeOver on the 13th a pay-per-view. 14th. It's on Valentine's Day now. They're calling it a pay-per-view. So, technically... Takeover is the pay per view. So Takeover, uh, so far, has announced a triple threat women's match for the title of EO versus uh, uh, Tony Storm versus uh, Mercedes. Mercedes Martinez. I kind of want Mercedes to win that. 
Yeah, I, yeah, fuck, I'm yeah. not big on Mercedes Martinez. I like her. Sort of that, but we don't have uh, but don't have anything else. Um, I assume oh, it'll be Balor and Dunn since that's that's what they're leading. Definitely to. what they've been leading to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we have that. Um. Then next month, Fastlane. Fastlane. Um. The twenty first. So three weeks before. Three weeks before Mania and. Doesn't it's make off. any sense. It's stupid. April tenth and eleventh. That is so late. Double days. Yeah, they moved it back a week. And we found out that that's Masters weekend too. Yeah. So that that those two days for me would be watching Masters until basically Mania. I love golf as much as the next guy. Golf don't mean shit to them. They'll they'll oh, move for the oh, Super Bowl. They'll, they'll move for oh, UFC golf. They're like what? Oh, fuck that that's just that's just is that Jeff. For me, that's just uh, <laughs> yeah. I told you. God. For me, that's just uh, fantastic because I would take. Uh, I don't. I would prefer to have Master Sunday off since I work, but since now it's on a day that I'm legitimately just gonna be taking off for the mania. I'm like double for me, sweet. So that's a win. So we have that going. Looking forward to. Uh, I I want to talk about something for a split second. The 24 hours of Fight Forever that. The Indies did. GCW Ooh, did. Boy. The thing that haunts me the most of it is the Fight Forever commercial with Terry Funk just saying, Fight Forever! Fight Forever! That was probably the highlight of the 24 hours. This probably would have been for me. Uh, I saw a lot of lowlights. Uh, uh, well, the show... Um, they, I will give them credit that they try new things. They are very bold. They are not afraid to take risks. Um, but that, that was too much. Um, they, it, it didn't work. <laughs> it, um, just, it didn't work. So like here, it, I made the comment to Booble about this. Like if they did a 24 hour with fans when they come back and it's in our area, sure, I'll do it. I'll try and I would try to last the 24, but they were in a undisclosed location in Indianapolis and they had like six heaters going on, and then the, the production got they they lost power after two hours into the show. Yep, there just needs there just needs to be a hell of a lot more actual talent on the indies before I watch anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the indies are Ricky, dry. Ricky Morton was there, as he <laughs> says that you guys have a thousand dollar production, but you have fifty five cent tools. Yeah, that's a nice way of saying. Yeah, you ain't got no talent. Um, which is true, right? The now. highlight, the highlight for me was the four four o h four four o four four o did their one hour block, and it was NWO sold out. Like they did, they had Eric Bischoff do the following announcement. It's paid for by four four o, and it's and it's uh, Ricky Shane Page doing the Bischoff moment promo. They, they did the, the opening end. video thing, word for word, word for word, sold out. Which was good. That was close. That was the highlight of that. <laughs> uh, this has been bothering me for a little while now. I love indie wrestling, but these companies are on such a spree to get every piece of talent so that the other ones can't have it. That the indies, I have never seen a dearth on the indie scene as as there is right now. There is just there is not a lot to pick from. Oh yeah, it's it's rough watching. Um, the Anybody who shows the slightest amount of potential is automatically picked up by somebody. And like, 
and those performers are dumb not to sign those giant money yeah. contracts. I mean, they they go. It's literally overnight life-changing money for them. Particularly right now during the pandemic. I mean, starting last you March, are dumb not to sign those being contracts. Being an indie wrestler became fucking stressful as shit. But, oh, um, man. Yeah, it, was, it, it, it was a good idea, just didn't pay off yeah. in a way. Like, sure, like the first like, match of the night, it paid off in a way. But the first match of the night was Blake Christian versus Leo Rush and two out of threes fall. And it's and it's a uh, no DQ match for uh, pinfall one, two. Put your put your opponent through the red table, the red door, okay. And then that last uh, stage was a casket match. Leo puts uh, Christian through a b- table, a normal black table, and the ref calls for the bell, uh, calls it for the second fall, and the announcers is like. Uh, I don't know what happened. And then later on in the match, um, uh, Leo throws him through, through through the red door. And the announcer's like, well, that's it. That's that's it. He lost. He, he lost the first two. And the announcers are playing it off like, oh, uh, I guess the ref said through the first table. And it's just like... But also, at one point, you told us there was a two-hour Iron Man match? Oh yes, there was a two-hour Iron Man match. Uh, Jordan that, Oliver, uh, Oliver. Oliver, thank you. That Tongue sounds tied. terrible. And Tony yeah. Deppin. That sounds horrific. Jordan Oliver is uh, someone with a lot of potential. Still really young. Super young. Thank God he's gained weight. The, I, I first saw him a year and a half ago. He was one of the young guys. And in, that's a storyline, too. Yeah. In MLW. He came in as just a young guy doing jobs for MLW, and he, I, it struck me how skinny he was. I was like, Jesus, this is unhealthy. Like, fucking, this is bordering on abuse. <laughs> like, don't let him, because he was, he was, like, getting mauled by Jacob Fatu, and I was like, this is going to be a murder. Like, this kid, he's malnourished. He's gained weight, and he's he's pretty good. He's just, it's going to take a couple more years. Like, the first hour, I will say this. Deppin's good. First hour was good. Like, it was... There was no slow like uh, sleeping spots in the match. However, an hour or two, you could see their hips cramping, and then the more high spots, so you let them rest for that thirty seconds. Um, the one thing I missed about the uh, twenty four hours is that the three a.m. block was a, a death match uh, company, and commentary was Janella and Schlack. And uh, didn't get to see that. I mean, if Janella's on something, I'm pretty much out of it. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. The last few years have not been kind to Joey Janela. Uh, yeah, if you see him now, uh. he's well. I look at it. He was a victim of the signing anybody who has name value. Sure, but he had name value on the East for a reason that does not translate to North American television. North American television. He's. Like, I know he would vehemently disagree, but he is exactly in the proper spot on the mm-hmm. AEW roster yep. than he should be. That's the way it is. Um, whenever the indies are dominated by comedy and death matches, it's usually when they're at their lowest. And that, it's been it's done that like three times oh. in the last twenty five years. Yeah. 
Nick Gage was fantastic again on commentary. Nick Gage is a treasure. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would get a fucking uh, uh, piece of glass and fucking shank him if I need to. I'll kill it. Like when Ricky Shane Page is there, he's like, I'll kill him. I'm just, if I could, I would just stab him right through the heart. He's just fun. Um, it was yeah. a it was a entertaining twenty four hours in a way of, but um, I just read a lot. Of, my Twitter feed was pretty constant and it was not uh, glowing. It was as yeah. I would yeah as I would put it. Effie fell down a flight of stairs. Effie is really divisive. There are people that absolutely love Effie, and there are people who really. Dislike Effie. I haven't watched enough Effie to have an opinion either way. I think I've only. I can't even honestly tell you I've seen a full Effie match. I've seen a few with uh, since producers getting GCW yeah. almost once a week. I can't say I have. Well, you know where you almost can, maybe? IWTV. IWTV is now on Pluto TV. Which I have Pluto. So starting actually today. Beyond. Beyond Wrestling was uh, on like Charted a, Season 1. And Defy. And Defy. Defy Now and the women's promotion. Defy started like at 7 on Pluto tonight. Yeah. So that's uh, cool. Yeah. More eyes on the product. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. What's with, and, and you won't know this, but I, I've read that there's some, some dissension between IWTV and GCW. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. I don't know, quite know what the deal is. Um, what the rumor in Narendra is that since they signed the contract that all GCW stuff can be on IWTV, it sounds like IWTV, to, according to GCW, IWTV is owning the rights to the names of like the pay-per-views and any event that they do. GCW owns the rights to it. But in reality, it's, I think GCW is like, we're coming to you so you can show our stuff. Mm-hmm. But IWTV is taking it as, ha-ha, pal. So GCW thinks they're a distributor, and IWTV thinks they own the promotion. Yes. That's why there was that rumor stuff of G- GCW trying to leave IWTV so they can own cool. the rights be better off. again. Bold move both- for them because they have Fight TV, so that's a bold move for IWTV to pull that card. I think, um, I think both do better without each other, to be honest. I don't think you need... I don't think you need IWTV if you're GCW. I don't think you need GCW if you're IWTV. No. Um, so after the Rumble, the day of the Rumble, should I say, WWE has shown off their new TV show, Icons. And this first episode is about Yokozuna. What did you guys think of Icons <coughs> for Yoko? So I will say... That it's clear, um, and it's not a bad thing. Uh, once they saw really the, uh, well, A, they saw the success of Dark Side of the Ring, and B, they saw the absolute lashing they were taking in the court of public opinion. They wanted to test spin control in their own way. Um, so, this makes sense, them doing this documentary series. Um, it's not as good as a Dark Side of the Ring, but it is good. Um, they do docs very well. Um, the biggest issue I had with it, honestly, if you're going to present it kind of like this, the fact that it sounds, it's censored bothers me just to no end where you can't, anyways, you can't swear, but whatever. 
Um, but as far as telling the story of Yokozuna, of some behind the, the, the scenes stuff, I had never heard. Um, I thought it was really informative, really entertaining. Um, man, you can tell so many people cared about him. That's the biggest takeaway for me was yeah. this was a dude kind of like Brody Lee that mm-hmm. was just like universally loved in the locker room. Just a good dude, good family guy. Uh, that's not the first time I've seen the st- Rikishi tell the story of the heat. The heat, yeah. I, that's the one I remember uh, vividly from young, from my young confidential. Days. Yeah, oh, there it is, confidential. Yep. Yeah, uh, but uh, it still gets you every time. He looked out for not just his immediate family, but his blood. Mm-hmm. And if you needed help, and he had it, it's yours, buddy. Which I, I like. Yep. If if I had any semblance of anything, I would be the same way. Uh, I I love it. Just feels good to help. And Yoko seemed like one fucking great guy who just had a really big problem. Yakazuma. Uh, What's what struck me was the fact that he was thirty four years old when he died. God, that's young. Mm -hmm. Just so so young. The height of his career he reached when he was twenty six. I think it's telling that they didn't they didn't tell the story of how maybe members of his family didn't learn from his movie. Yeah. There's Umaga, but of course that was drugs. Yep. But Rosie Rosie, Mm -hmm. Rosie was very much an eating problem too. And they just didn't even mention it. Didn't even show Rosie once. Nope. He was in a photo. Yeah, he was in a photo. But, like, he's in the far, far back in the photo. Which is weird, considering his little brother is the face of the company. You think maybe they'd... Yeah. That's weird, right? It's always been that way. They just don't want to, like, bring up anything negative, because they don't want the backlash. They slightly brought up Owen. Yeah. Brought up the fact that he had to carry Yoko. We had talked about it. Uh, We were like, how much are they going to show of Owen? Because... And especially, honestly, after last year, uh, that's, you know, um, you don't want to just drop Owen Hart's name a bunch after you got absolutely destroyed online a year ago. That's why I am very intrigued. About the Bulldogs, though, right? About the fact that Bulldog is going to have an icon episode this season. I believe next week is Beth, I Beth, think. I think. I think it's after TakeOver. They usually do these yeah, after, after the paper. So it's like Bath or RVD. I bet, I bet you Bulldog. Uh, that's going to be interesting because, I mean, he is part of that that group, man. So it, I don't know how you get around the Owen, the, the Owen stuff. Not just the Owen. But they like they, they don't want to bring up anything that's a negative light. They're going to have to bring up Dynamite Kid. Uh, Jim, Anvil. Nightheart, the entire Stampede North, you know, the Hart family shit. What happened with uh, the drugs and the back? I mean, you can't escape it in that episode. So then, and that's what I was worried about with these. Like, are they just going to do these, like, whitewash PG revisionist history? I think that's the episode where we find out the answer Which for sure. sucks, man. Because if you're not going to go all in and tell the story, then don't do it. Like, if you're, if the whole point of this, and don't, and don't get it twisted, this is part of it, is to get in front of Dark Side of the Ring. Which is exactly what it is. Then tell the story. You could spin it, but you got to tell the story. 
People who watch these aren't learning this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. People who are going to watch a bulldog documentary know the story. Exactly. You're dead. You know what I mean? You're damn right. So, especially because it's on the network, because it's a network exclusive. Well, people who are going to have the ability to watch that already like your product. So, you're not breaking new ground here. So, tell the story. Well, until March 18th, and then that, that changes. Then the peacock thing all changes. Then, then it literally is. Anybody can find it and just fall upon it. And you, you know, <laughs> hey, what's this? <sighs> cool, I'll try it. Yeah. Can you imagine, uh, and I'm glad, I, I don't want to sh- shift this way too much. I, I really like the Yoko Doc. Yeah. I think this program has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. I still think, I think the, the, the Bulldog episode is where we will find out what <coughs> the series is really about. Yep. Can you imagine... <laughs> Does Peacock know what they're getting? No. Do they really? It'll take a couple clicks, but you have the ability after March 18th, theoretically, to click into WWE Network and find such things as Kane fucking a dead corpse in a casket or Trish Stratus and her brawn panties on all fours barking like a dog. Live sex celebration. Yeah, like... Do they realize this, the the kind of crap that they're getting? It's not all WrestleMania highlights. I mean, there's some embarrassing, terrible dark, dark looking times, shit. Brother. Yeah, I yeah. mean, <sighs> I don't, and that's why I'm curious if the entire network is going to be on there. They're touting their that as of that day there'll be seventeen thousand hours of content added to Peacock. But how much is on the network currently? I, I feel would, like it's more than seventeen thousand. I would guesstimate hours. seventeen thousand, but I don't know the answer to that. I feel like it's more than that. I would be surprised if certain things went over. Like I can't believe that you'll be able to. It just seems weird to me that hey, I'm gonna go on Peacock and watch Evolve one fifty nine. Yeah, it doesn't it. doesn't compute, you know. Um. I will say this, though. I looked like a chump for a couple years there. But all of a sudden, my penchant for, for my collecting physical media, oh, all maybe. of a sudden... That might be. It's making me feel pretty good again. That might be the right amount of... Actually, that might be correct. Well, I'm, I was like, how many hours are on the Dory Network? And then it's like uh, 24 hours. I'm like, that's not, that's not what <laughs> so I So I just did a quick little math here. Uh, if it was just pay-per-views... That would be um, fifty seven hundred pay per views. So, yeah, there's a okay. Maybe there was about seventy thousand. Uh, there was there was something about uh, in twenty sixteen when it first came out how there was gonna be seven thousand hours of content, and they've easily added since then. Yeah, a ton. Because when it came out, Raw, Nitro, Thunder, Smack, none of that was on there. Yeah. Um, oh, I had a question about the Yoko Doc. Uh, I would, so the fun thing about the Yoko Turkey do- ass Yoko Doc was uh, oh my text. Yes, I was. I <laughs> it was on first thing in the morning because people were watching on my yeah. feed and, and you I'm texted like, me. You're like, like, hey, the Yoko Doc's on. I started watching the Yoko Doc and I'm like, hey, the Yoko Doc's on. And then about like 45 minutes later, Booble texts the group, "Fuck Hulk Hogan," and I'm like, I look at Zen going, he's watching it. Yeah, I knew I hadn't started yet because I had to finish what I was watching yeah. first. But I was as soon as I saw Fuck Hulk Hogan, I was like, "That's about the Yoko Doc, dude." Fuck Hulk <laughs> sure Hogan, enough. man. Uh, to the best of my recollection, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just to the best of my recollection, Vince was like, "You're champ now, brother." How? 
It it amazes me that he finds a new way every time he's on camera to shatter his legacy. Shatter his legacy to further bury himself while trying to elevate himself. To it's, the best to the best of my recollection, he did the gym face of like, I was champ, looks at the camera. I had a conversation with Vince and all of a sudden I'm the champ, brother. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> You missed about steps 9 to 110 there, but okay. So, we, uh, today at the shoot, I had a long, long drive today, back and forth places. Mm -hmm. So, we had to find a podcast to listen to, so I was like, you know what, since the Yoko. (laughs) Should go back and listen to NoSometimer.com. Got a bunch of content on there, Joe. There is. But I went back and listened to Pritchard's uh, 9, WrestleMania 9. Oh, the part at the end. The part at the end of him just... And, like, just him, like, listen here, fucktard. Hogan did not go. He was going for the final farewell. Hogan went, he said, right after, right? Who did Yoko face? Duggan. Duggan. Next night, Duggan. Yep. Uh, let me look at my books. Hang on. Hogan, Yoko and Hogan in July. That ain't the same. <laughs> it's not the tour, bro. I just love that. So uh. that was a fun re-listen to. But I really like the Yoko. I can't wait for the other ones. My favorite part, I have to be honest, and not the touching parts were my favorite yep. part, but my favorite part was the joy and enthusiasm that all of the family members had when talking about Nine, yeah. including Roman, until the Roman. end, and then you can you can feel the air sucked out of the room halfway through the room, and then he's like, and then... And <laughs> Roman looked defeated and pissed at the same time of like... <coughs> So and Co- then he heard. Then the music played. Corey and I had the same reaction. We were shocked how reserved they were using Roman Reigns. Didn't use him a lot. I thought he would be all over this thing, and he had a couple sit downs, and that was it. Yeah, that uh, was it, man. A couple other things I liked from the was uh, finding out that Mark Henry was his young boy. Of hey, go give me some chicken. How can you say no to someone that you want to bucket you're chicken? Bucket yourself when you're eating yourself. <laughs> uh, who was it at the end? Was it Sika that said it? The line. No. Sika apologizing. It's Roman's dad apologizing okay. to his brother over what happened to Yoko. Said, "I'm and sorry, how, I didn't look out for him." He, yeah, I told you I would look out for him. Holy man. God, dude! That got me in the field. That, yeah, that, I, I had to turn the other way. That hit in the room yeah. hard. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a good watch. I like Taker bringing up that people sneaking them chicken in the like drug Holy rehab. Fuck. You know. I like Savio saying that the someone tried to get him fired and Yoko stuck up for him. Yeah. I knew exactly. God damn was. you click. Yeah. Yeah. I knew exactly How are you going to fire was. Savio Vega? Just trying to put food on his family's table, you sons of bitches. You son of bitch. Uh, one thing I did not know, and I it's one of those, like, you respect them a little bit more, of the tribute show to yeah. Yoko. And then Taker and Kane and the were Rikishi, but... And like yeah. yeah, but like all of them showing up and they're like, yeah, they didn't have to, but, but they did. Yeah, you, you show up. I mean, yeah. To like what like a small like a small show in. Well, like, they did the same. They did this. It's uh, it's Alpha and Sika's come WXW in mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. 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 Yeah, Valentine, was, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like they're busy schedule already, and like, oh, we're we're gonna make this. Of course, we're gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was cool. And it was kind of cool to see that they showed some of the footage of, and I think Godfather was there because he's like, yeah, cause we uh, start drinking after the show, and that's what he would want. And again, dude, Godfather just again comes off as a dude I just want to talk to. 
Like yeah. every time he's on TV when these things, it's like that fucker just seems fun. Just don't want to watch him wrestle ever. Oh but. no, I, I don't need to watch him wrestle ever again. <laughs> but I want to hang out with the guy. Yeah, this seems like cool as shit. Good show. Can't Good recommend show. enough. Can't. I'm wait. sure little bitch didn't watch it. Oh, probably, probably not. Probably not. Who? Huh. <laughs> Wasn't there like a fourth guy? No, no he's in Japan. He's in Japan. Ah, oh, Japan. He's loving wrestling too. Uh, uh, speaking of that, speaking of Japan, yeah. one John Moxley is going to be taking on Kenta for the U.S. In title. the at uh, the New Beginning USA, in, mm. on February twenty sixth. Cool. They're finally getting the match in. I wonder. <laughs> I still don't think Kenta wins. <laughs> Oddly enough. <laughs> I just I get the feeling Moxley's gonna keep this thing. I think Moxley will lose it so they can get it off him, so they, they can just, take it back to Japan. They when just don't say February twenty sixth. They just don't seem to give a shit. When's Renee do? Huh? When's Renee do? No one knows for sure. That seems real close. She that seems a, she, a bold she, move, Cotton. She, she does have a medium bump now. Yeah, I might uh, get Kent over here pretty quick, and then oh, he's over. I mean, it's he's gonna, over. And it's gonna be in U.S. Yeah, I would do that quickly. <laughs> I think it's weird. Kent is still lives here. Of course he does. That's weird. Yeah. Goes back, work in New Japan, but no, just lives in U.S. still. We're good. Better taxes? I don't know. Yeah, could be. Nice um, weather. Upcoming, <laughs> uh, also upcoming this week is Beach Blast for AEW. They're um, Bash of the Beach type. So who interrupts the wedding? Is it Miro himself? What happens here? I don't uh Trent somehow? Maybe. Um. I will say last week, uh, phenomenal match of Dax and uh, Jungle Boy. I, I had to Holy tweet him. Holy hell. I, I saw that. I had to tweet him because he's the world's biggest Bret Hart fan, Dax is. And watching that match, I was just like, holy shit, man. He's, 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 he's hitting like 1994 Bret Hart here in terms of how he's working, which to me is about the highest compliment you can give a guy. It's high praise. Um, and I said to him, no, I'm like, holy shit, man, you're, 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 you're hitting hitman levels of execution here. It's excellent execution there. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, he was so good. And Jungle Boy was fucking fantastic as well. That's a star if they don't fuck up, which I don't think they will, but you never know. They've done wonders MJF lately. So I guess the key is don't let Jericho anywhere near Jungle Boy. Accurate. And there's a chance. Well, they already did the, um. That was uh, a beach jerk. break. It's pre- yeah. beach break. They already did the uh, uh, draw match. Well, that was before Jericho lost yeah. his powers. You know, you, you can have a match. You just don't want to program. <laughs> yeah. Is the, is, the clue, is the key there. So um, let, let me, uh, I'll break down the matches what right here. What the fuck is this sorcery? It's Orlando. No, what the, the, the colors. The, it's what, Orlando. What is happening here? Uh, drugs, Corey. It's their Disney. It's supposed to be Disney. No! It looks terrible. Yeah. So, uh, Beach Break here has a few matches announced. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Dr. Britt Baker, MD. Uh, Thunder Rosa will hopefully make it good. Uh, Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy versus the Chaos Project of uh, Serpentico and Luther. I'm wondering what they're doing with uh, Hangman here. Every 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 group wants him. He's high in demand. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh, Jesus. Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston in a lumberjack match. That should be good. They beat the fuck out of each other. I'm for that. Uh, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus John Moxley and Pac and Ray Phoenix. I mean, can we just Jesus? I mean, how 
how important is getting the Good Brothers on your TV? You're you're pretty much buying Impact just I, to get them I, over on I, your show. I did read, you probably saw too, Corey, yeah. about how last week's show was heavily edited during the main event because of the Good Brothers making weed, uh, weed and sexual acts or jokes on the turn on when they're waiting on the apron. Yeah, they're gonna have to calm that down, uh, TNT. But uh, yeah, well. And then, the good brothers, you get the good brothers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just you know. Yep. And then a tag team battle royal for the uh, for a AEW title shot at Revolution. But if the Young Bucks win, they get to pick their opponents. As it's the Young Bucks top flight, the acclaimed Private Party, Jurassic Express, uh, Sammy Hagar, uh, the Inner Circle of uh, Santana and Ortiz, <laughs> the Dark Order of John Silver and Alex Reynolds, the Bucks. The inner circle of MJF and Chris Jericho, the dark order of Ivor Uno and Stu Grayson. FTR has been removed from this because of their actions last week of clipping off the horns of Luchasaurus's mask and uh, beating them all up after. So outside of FTR, who is it in the match? That'd been a quick way to say that. <laughs> Jesus right. Christ! Am I wrong? The Bucks win, right? I think so. Because the way I'm guessing, I think so. The Bucks win and challenge the Good Brothers. Yep. Yeah. Right. Am I, I think wrong? so. No, they they've been no. teasing. The, they te- seems to be the match that teased, you would make. They teased it after the match of last night, last yeah. week, of them going, "Hey, if we win, we get to pick anybody," and they look at the Good yeah, Brothers. I mean, that's obviously where they're going. But brother, sh- me softly. It should be interesting. AW has been really fun. I really like the dynamic of Omega going against the Bucks and siding with the Good Brothers and doing the Bullet Club thing on that end. Um, I like it. I, I, I like the dynamic of Omega and the Bucks not being together for once. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, ever since he won that fucking title, I'm really digging Omega. He is killing it. You know what? I was thinking about that. So it's clear that, like, going into, you know, year two, they were going to push Omega, right? Mm-hmm. Would it have been a bigger deal if he tried in the first year, though? Because it felt like, like, looking back, kind of mailed in that year, though, knowing he wasn't really the focal point of the show. He definitely was You not, know what I mean? He definitely was not Kenny Omega. Because I remember I've been, like, because I've never been the biggest Kenny Omega guy, but I, I understand he has talent. Yeah. And I watched matches, I was like, all right, I don't get why he's, like... Slobbered over. It's, no, he okay. was. He was definitely like how how much more of an impact would we be making right now if he had actually like proved that he was Kenny Omega then and then got the run he has now. I think he was told not to, which happens quite often in the wrestling business. It's a bold move. <laughs> it happens in WWE all the time for for decades. Uh, you know, Terry Funk was not Terry Funk in '85. He yeah. was a caricature of Terry Funk. Um. It's quite common. You don't want to over, you don't want to overshadow the guys that are going to be at the very top, and you yeah. have them on top for a reason. Like I will say, undoubtedly Jericho was the right choice to be the first champ. For sure, yeah. yes, for sure. Um, and he couldn't keep up with Omega, yeah. so Omega dialed it down. I think after a while they put him in the tag matches, and they were having great tag matches. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. I think it's yeah, it's, it happens all the time. Um, we know you can go out and be. In fact, it wasn't until Shawn Michaels and his ego, where I was like, "Fuck that, I'm gonna do it anyway." Yeah, that that became commonplace. Yeah. Um, 
little uh, quick note. Uh, one, Lars Sullivan is now got his release. Oh, shucks. From Dirty. Oh, I hate to see it. Uh, back to gay porn. Huh? Maybe. Not there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Anything pays the bills. Um, there's the rumor in innuendo since uh, Cesaro's contract is up at the end of uh, by WrestleMania. He's not going anywhere. No chance. The odds of him leaving are slim and none. Yeah. Because he's That's old. a cushy job, man. He's if he's not forty, he's like thirty nine. You know what I mean? So uh that's the best place to make good money until like, you're done. At this point he doesn't have like a, a huge run in anywhere else. No, so why no. leave? No. He's, yeah, it's a very you can make at least close to the amount of money you like anywhere you in the, here in the you're not going to top that salary at that. So at he's, that, he's forty. Yeah, that's, what I, that's what I figured. And now they're not even traveling right now. Like, yeah. this, there's no it's, incentive there's, to leave. And there's nothing wrong with being Cesaro. And you said earlier, what's he going to go to the Indies for yeah. fucking what? I mean, the Indies. <laughs> hey, he'd, he'd be wasted on the Indies right now. Jesus, uh, Redbeard faced uh, Hernandez in oh, that yeah. twenty-four. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, looks like bro himself, Matt Riddle, has signed a new contract with the WWE. That's best for him. Yeah. He, now that the Indies have all but collapsed, I mean, he, they, New Japan wanted him, but other than that, he... AEW doesn't want him. AEW doesn't want the headache. He's not a fit. He's not a, he's not a great fit in AEW. Impact is a joke. MLW? He would have really good matches in MLW, but it's too small for him. I think that so WWE is the best choice. Cesaro, I I think will stay. Uh, he's he's not stupid. No, he's a he's smart above everything else. He had like, enough hard knocks on the Indies growing up, man. He just take that money. Like and like I said, there's nothing wrong with being Cesaro. Nah, Re- widely respected by all your peers, appreciated by all the smart fans. You're if nothing else, constantly mid card tag title picture. Yep. I mean, there's far worse <laughs> things you could be. In the wrestling business, you could be Ben Aries. Cesaro. Yeah, you could be Austin Aries. No one wants that. You could, motherfucker, you done, you dumbed your way out of the business, didn't you? Get older, any lad. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else, boys? <laughs> Not that I can. We covered everything. All right, I don't think so. I even, I even got to dunk on Austin Aries. It's been a good yeah, night. There it is. Well, let's wrap let's it up. That power positivity, folks. Let's you dumbed yourself out of the business. Uh. Last one, uh, the Dusty Classic. Oh, you, you know who's going to win, right? Uh, which one? The makeshift team of uh, Thatcher oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Champa. I thought you meant the women's part, too. Like, I don't know. Don't know that one. Because <laughs> when I think of the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, first thing I think of is high-quality women's tag team wrestling. Yep. Checks out. <laughs> if you wheel. If you wheel, go to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com. Uh, sorry if you couldn't listen to us live this week. You can uh, catch the replays at nocellentertainment.com. Marks. That's right, nocellentertainment.com. And you can also listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. 